thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you've tuned to the guard frequency because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 269 of the Best Damn Space Sim Podcast Ever, recorded on Friday, July 26th, and made available for download on Tuesday, July 30th, 2019, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Jeff. I'm Henry. And I'm Tony. And this week's streaming services are brought to you by TonyNet Interwebs. Right, Jeff? <laughs> That's right, Tony. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitch at GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, you should come join us around 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over at Twitch.tv forward slash Guard Freak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best M Space Sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. Another way you can help out is by joining our efficient elite cadre of audio editors. That's right. Help us sound good by making us not sound so stupid. If you're interested, hit us up at squawk at guardfrequency.com or join us on discord.guardfrequency.com. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, the cons, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. That's right, everybody. If you're interested in hearing more of me, which I'm sure you are, I'll be helping Priority One with their con coverage this week at Star Trek Las Vegas. Henry will be out there, too, so keep your eyes out for him. That's right. Get a little guard frequency in your Priority One. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping's done, so let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, Jeff? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from simulated space, including the latest news from Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, Arvorion and Infinity Battlescape. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDonough on Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, reviewing every one of life's mysteries, sir. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Trigger screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Elite Dangerous has redistributed the Thargoid threat to a more manageable neighborhood. Star Citizen is back on its release schedule for Inside Star Citizen. And Tony was right about law things. No, this is not a repeat. Well, not strictly a repeat. And Avorion has some big patches. Infinity Battlescape has an alpha weekend coming up, and we're still waiting on everyone else. So, uh, we're still waiting on... 
uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Right. We're right. still Rebel waiting Gal- on No Man's Sky VR. Well, no, still no, waiting. we are not. We're not waiting on that. I'm yes, waiting are, on that. You have no, no, no idea. idea. You cannot no idea. use. You cannot use we. I can't we do. Not, There's me. The two of us are. That's two. The two of us That's are. No, no, no. Two no, is we. See, see. Uh, immortal here, the royal weave applies. Okay, well, we are waiting, and th- we collective, you plural, are not. So there's two we's here. I, I got the, there's two we's. We can, have I a wee wee. De- can I derail us to ask Jeff one quick question? Oh, uh, okay. Did, before No Man's Sky came out, like way before it came out, were you ever excited about it? Did you ever think it was good? Did you hate it because the release was a flop? When did you go so, so anti No Man's Sky that you just can't come back? Well, it was the premise of it. It's not. It's a survival game. It's not a space sim. I mean, it does take place in space. We could argue that point, but I, I do get you get what you mean about it being a survival game. I do enjoy that aspect. It's a space sim with a survival, like a big survival gameplay. I, I've never enjoyed survival games. I mean, I, I, if I want to survive, I, I have real life that I have to survive. You know, um, I play my games to to live in other other uh, uh, alternate realities, so to speak. you know. And my recollection is that Jeff has always hated No Man's Sky. That's my yeah. recollection is he's always been grumpy about us talking yeah. about it. Yeah, so I yeah. think he's been he's been remarkably consistent about that. So, yep. yeah, that's, that's, that's my recollection. The reason I asked is if he hated it, um, you know, was excited about it before and then hated it, it really has become the game they pitched. So, and I keep talking about it, and I think I think Tony's trying to change the subject. I'm sorry, buddy. No, no it's, it's one of the ones we're waiting on. We can. Yeah, spend I'm very excited five... about. Uh, I'm very excited about it. We so. can spend 60 seconds talking about how much uh, we want Rebel Galaxy Outlaw to come out. Uh, yeah, no, that I'm waiting. I'm waiting with uh, with real bated breath. Here. Absolutely, we do have a hard date for that, August 13th. So that's good. It's my kids' first day of school, so I'll, I'll pack them off to school. Then maybe I won't do anything else for the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm doing maybe. law stuff. Don't come in here. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't bother me. I'm working on law things. Outlaw things. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, so there's that. But Avorion has had a, uh, a, a series of patches this month that I don't think we've talked about, but they've done a couple of big changes to it. If you guys are uh, players of it, they've got the boarding mechanic fleshed out now. Ah. Uh, yeah, so there's uh, you can now send over boarding parties. Once the shields are down and the hull of your opponent's ship is at 30%, you can send over shuttles with uh, boarding parties on it, and they'll take over the ship, and it becomes yours. So That's amazing. Nice. That's great. Also, stations, same thing. You can take over stations that way now. So if you run across stations out there and, and systems, you go, I would like a refinery, please. Thank you. Uh, that's the thing you can do. Um, they've also got better modding support now, and you can do cloning and academies on your ship, so you can get new crew. You can grow mm. your own crew on board your ship and train them up now. That's great. So these are also more. These are some more mechanics being flushed out. They uh, they indicated that once you've got your bigger ships, it can be a pain to locate enough crew depending on where you're flying. Uh, so that's why they they responded to some user feedback and put the cloning and the academy mechanics in. Uh, so that's that's the way that the game is evolving uh, based on their user input and feedback. So that was good to see. That's interesting. I've never had a problem finding crew because the the wormholes they provide are so convenient to get back to course. Like when I say core systems, the systems you start at are, are comfortable in. So right. I've never noticed that. But I guess it's another shortcut that you don't have to make that that run back every once in a while. Hey, hey, how many ships do you have in your fleet? Typically, I think I have like three or four. I don't do huge fleets. Yeah, so I make I'm like a, one force that like moves through systems and takes them over and destroys everything. Yeah, so I've I've got <laughs> I've got six ships and like three stations now, and I can I'm 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 it's starting to be annoying, right? I've got one big ship that I can like pack a bunch of crew and officers and 
people in. So it's not so bad because I can just buy extra ones and then drop them off where I need them. But every once in a while, I do have to go find those core systems like you're talking about and load back up on crew. Uh, but this system doesn't have miners in it. I need to, I need to go to this other system. It gets a little annoying. Uh, so once you've once you've got to that sort of fleet wide stage, you can put a, an academy and a cloning vat on your mothership and yeah, that's take pretty care cool. of that. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was a good a good new mechanic they've got, and the boarding will be interesting too. So you better better hire some security guards for your ship now. How uh, do you feel about um, ha- managing multiple ships in that game? Like I feel it could like it, there could be a better interface for knowing what's going on with yeah. other ships. Um, I feel like it's just not fleshed out yet, though. I don't think it's ready. I, I think they could take some cues from Homeworld. Homeworld was amazing. And yeah. if, if it was that kind of game... Actually, yeah, even even though it's a bit different... Um, yeah, I don't know if Homeworld really applies, honestly. I think maybe it's more like uh, X, X, the X-Universe. You know X what I mean? XCOM or, or, X or Beyond. the X... Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's more like that, because you're managing ships in distant sectors that are doing things even though you're not present... Um, and knowing what they're doing, like that's really easy to do in X in any of the X games. Well, it's not so easy when you got a hundred and something odd ships, and you're and, and a lot of them just sit there uh, waiting for orders. Yes, but <laughs> you know, you're talking I, about really, you're talking I'm about. Really, I was gonna say you're talking about having a hundred or so ships. We're talking about it being clunky to manage five or six. Yeah, and a, and a couple of stations. Yeah, I only have they, one station because I don't bother with it. It I just be. destroy stuff. Like, I'm evil in that game. <laughs> I told you, I always turn into the cube. Borg. Yeah. I start out as Klingons. I build Klingon ships because they're cool looking. And then I end up building cubes as soon as I have shields. Yeah. And it's yeah. just cubes from then on. Yeah, and, and, and that mentality just sort of comes through, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. You can't just cruise through a system with a Borg cube and not be like, all right, I, that's mine. I want all the parts. <laughs> that's mine. We're building another cube as soon as I have all of those parts. That's right. I'm, I'm taking yeah. all of your scrap, assimilating all of it. What crew do you have? I'm going to buy all that crew out first and then blow up your station. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I, so. I don't think of it as buying them. I think of it as boarding and assimilation. That, right. Well, now you can. <laughs> now you can board. I don't think, well, I think you kill everybody. I don't think you assimilate them. Uh, yeah. But, I, I, yeah. Hey, right into the devs, they might make it a thing. Yeah, that'd be great. So, uh, so they've also uh, also news. We've got Infinity Battlescape is going to have an alpha weekend this weekend. So by the time you're hearing this show on Tuesday, it will be done. Uh, but they are offering uh, 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 pledge level back out. I think it's the asteroid level. I think they call it. Uh, if, so if you haven't bought into the uh, early release slash alpha, I believe that opportunity is once again available to you. Uh, if you want to get in on some of this early gameplay. So I'm sure we'll have lots of uh, gameplay videos and things to talk about, and I'm sure there'll be articles and things that we can uh, discuss when we return to our regularly scheduled programs uh, after the Star Trek Las Vegas con that Henry and I are going to. We're not going to have a show next week, but the week after we'll be back. So, um, And we should have the full crew back. Ken Shadow should be back as well. So uh, well, that's what we'll be discussing then. Well, next up, we've got Elite Dangerous. There's not a lot of, like, gaming-type news, but they've advanced the plot again in their interstellar initiative. And uh, guess what, folks? Spoiler alert. The Thargoids are back? Question mark-ish? I don't, mostly. I don't think yeah. there's a question mark. Stations are burning not, again. There are attacks. But not in the bubble. Yeah, not in the bubble. But um, not, in the bubble. not for now. I think it's leading up to a big reveal of the... Uh, Horsehead Nebula area that's been locked off that we weren't allowed to jump into with the Gnosis. I think it's really leading up to a big reveal of that when the new expansion hits. So I think we'll see a lot of activity in that area. We've got new stations. We've got attacks now. 
I think we're going to see, like, the Thargoid core systems. I'll bet by going into the Witch Head, they're retreating because we're heading towards their core systems and they're pissed off. Yeah, I, I think that's likely. It also seems to me that it's likely that if, we're do, if we are getting a, uh, a Space Legs type thing, that's where it'll be, right? It'll be that we're, we're now setting up, like, a, almost a Colonia infrastructure there, right? So there'll be stations and planets and places to go outside that area as like a staging zone so that you can store some ships there. I mean, I think even today they announced or recently they announced that one of the factions met the goal. I think it was the Alliance met the goal so that there's a planet side uh, base with a shipyard. So you'll be able to store ships and transfer uh, um, ships out there and uh, and be able to swap things. So you'll be able to take your long range taxi to that station and then have a combat ship stored there ready to go. So, I, and it seems like you're, I think you're right. They're going to open that spot up and that's where you'll go land on a Thargoid base planet and go shoot some bugs. I also think that's, I also think that's where we'll see the appearance of carriers first. Could be. That could be a thing. I think carriers yeah. would be everywhere because they're going to be like a feature for everyone. But I, and, and I feel like, um, uh, the stuff happening in Witch Head. Tony, are you saying that you think that's the only place we'll be able to get out and walk around? Uh, I, well, I think that, yeah. Actually, yeah. I think that's going to be, I think that's where you're going to have to go to do it. I mean, there may be like limited areas like we've been discussing like social zones, or maybe social zones at some stations. I would like to see a spacewalk thing happen where you can get out and walk around on a planet just because you've landed there. I think it would be, it would feel weird and minigame-ish if Elite didn't do that. I can't think of yeah. any place where you go somewhere and it takes you out of the rest of the immersive experience and puts you into a different situation. And that's what you're describing. I, it doesn't fit with Elite. I would hope, yeah, I would hope you're right, but I, I kind of envision almost a Star Trek Online system here where there's the space game and then you land in a certain spot and you go to the ground game. I, I almost, I, I sort of see that happening. Um, and it makes, it makes sense logistically uh, because what are you going to do with your space legs? Well, you're going to shoot some Thargoids. Okay, what else are you going to do? Well, you got a social Steal zone. starships. Okay. It is, but but I think but you can control it more, right? You don't have to have a star sh- an interior for every spaceship, right? Right. Because you don't have to get out of your pilot seat and walk down to the hatch and go outside or whatever. I can see it being more like you walk to the door and then you're at the pilot seat. I could see that happening. It'd be a disappointment, but I could see it. Right, but I think, but I think by doing... but. By doing that, I think people are going to even throw a bigger fit because then there's nothing to do, right? You walk out on your on the moon, and you can go about you know 500 meters realistically. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Give us, you, can't, uh, you can't pick up. Give rocks. us exploration tools. Why not make that part of the mechanic when you find those clusters? Because then they have to build the mechanic. I, I think I'm with yeah. Henry on this because if if the X series can do it, uh, I, I certainly um, there's no doubt that Frontier can uh, can do it too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they can do it. But what are you going to do in your avatar on the surface of an asteroid or a barren planet or whatever without Thargoids to shoot? What are you going to do you once you jump out of your? I, I, I'm going to pirate treasure hunt. I'm going to go buy those fake pirate, you know, uh, pirate treasure maps, maps to the stars, whatever. And I'm going to go to a planet and I'm going to walk around and I'm going to pace off, great pace off, uh, and find X, find the X. They should just program that, right? <laughs> yeah. just, they, they, just, just go ahead, just, just guys. Hey, hey, Frontier, just go ahead and program what Jeff, the, what said Jeff said. Write there. the Love codes. The game we're building. Write the codes. Make the codes. <laughs> Make that codes happen. It has to be right? some kind of full-featured system. If we're going to pay for it yeah, and yeah. wait a year, 
There has to be more than you click, you go here, and it gives you a prompt that says, do you want to exit your vehicle? And you say yes, and it throws you in an instance that's, like, outside the game that we're used to, and where you're running around in a pre-built base, oh, it's always it's the same. It's still, quote, in the game, no. but it's just in a it's, a, it's a different instance, like you said. I mean, it's it, it'll still be rendered with the same tech, probably. No, I way. say probably because it could turn into an entire Jurassic Park interface. I think what'll um, be missing is things to do, and I think that's what they'll do because Frontiers never had a problem giving us nothing to do. <laughs> they haven't. Well, they give and, us cool well, toys to play with, and not usually a lot to do with them to begin with. So they're gonna face sure. that on the ground, and I think so, walking around well, would be fun. Well, I think, and I think the way to combat that is to literally combat it by the first iteration of it'll be go to the Witchhead Nebula fly to a Thargoid planet, get out of your ship and into your base, and then go do base things and fighting Thargoids and stuff. Then later on, if it's a popular feature and people like it, they can backfill that by, hey, guess what? Stations in the bubble are open now, and you can go to the, the counter to buy you know, your guns or trade your cargo and do this other I, stuff. You know, I, go I, don't, I, I don't know about that. I just think that the first time I get out of the ship, the code's going to be all messed up, and I'm going to look like a hobbit in space. And then they'll get well, it right, what, because the first update always yeah. is a crap shoot. Yeah, it's always the dot. <laughs> it's always the dot dot patch that makes it all right. The, the, the dot patch sucks, but the dot dot patch makes it okay. And I imagine, I, I, I do imagine that they will throw up a test server for this. For a big, as big a change as that's going to be. Again, assuming the leak is correct. Assuming the leak was correct. And I I, I think it is. But uh, uh, we're, all, we're assuming that's going to be a first-person space uh, elite feat thing. And the point of Elite Feet is going to be shooting Thargoids with base building attached. So, starting from that assumption, this is what we're going with on that. But I do think that this interstellar initiative is, like Henry said, setting a, uh, a, a pathway to a uh, colonial-like zone where if, you, if fighting Thargoids is a thing you want to do, go park a ship out here. Uh, and and you can do that and this you know take your take your long range taxi to uh, get there and uh, and then fight there so I think I find that likely at this point and we'll see how they wind up this interstellar initiative if they turn the Thargoid invading the bubble switch back on but at this point I also kind of doubt that because it will this will help with the beginner experience right if you're not going to get interdicted or run into burning stations and stuff with with thargoid damage and stuff like that i, I think that'll help with the beginner experience so there'll be the bubble for the newbies and for people who just want to play casual there's colonia for the hardcore explorers there's there'll be thargoid zone for the heart for the uh, hard uh, hard case uh, first person shooter people there's beagle point and, for the hardcore explorers Oh, excuse Colonia's me. Excuse for me. us noobs that can't get the Beagle Point. Okay, yes, that's right. The the real people, the real the real explorers go to Beagle Point. You're right. Pardon me. That is correct. And finally, this week, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, Star Citizen is back on its uh, release schedule be- for. No, no, no way, no way. Well, Attorney, can you be- take it from the top? Yeah. No, no. Do, no. Do a- this this is the part of the show where those little screw ups are part of the show. We don't, we don't, we don't, there's no, there's no copy to read here. There's no, there's no, so hey, Jeff, when, uh, this is, <laughs> when he's correcting you later, just say, this is part of the show, Tony. This, show, I know, this is part of my nuance. The difference is when there's copy uh, and when I, there's not. We're fra- I'm writing this down on phrases I can say to Tony during the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, so as as I was saying, and audio editors don't cut any of that because it's radio and comedy gold. 
Uh, as I was saying, Star Citizen is back on its release schedule for Inside Star Citizen, the show that's about going inside Star Citizen to see what's happening with Star Citizen. So right. on the inside, on the inside. So Jeff, did, uh, you said you uh, had a chance to catch all nine yeah, minutes of that. Well, you know, they, uh, I did, and and they, they first of all, they talked about the ballista, which when I, yeah, when I, yeah, when I first saw this, I'm going, okay, what kind of game are we playing again? Yeah, because I seem to remember that this was supposed to be a space sim. No, it's not. It's Call and, of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty Citizen. That's that's what I'm 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 now beginning. So it's cool, and I want one. But for, the Jeff, Jeff, and for those for those who are who might not be following every bit of Star Citizen development, what is the ballista, Jeff? Describe the it ballista, to us. The ballista is a military all-wheeled vehicle that has Wheels. a revolving turret of uh, torpedoes on it to knock down what? that. Yes. Yes, it is a, a wheeled a, vehicle with torpedoes. That makes no sense at all. Yeah, that it, this is to to protect your your owned area that you might have on the planet. Now, your land claims, your land claims in yes. a space. In the, okay, so I'm, I've got a wheeled vehicle with torpedoes on it to protect my land games in the space sim. Yes. And how much is this going for right now, Jeff? I don't. I didn't even look. Is it more I, than a hundred bucks? It's yes, got to be more, more than 100 bucks. It's more than 100 bucks. Okay, okay. Just check it, because I wouldn't pay less than 100 bucks for something like that. For Can sure. I come at this but, from uh, a different perspective? Because uh, I'm more, confused. Less sarcastic? Less sarcastic? Yeah, well, I'm confused. See, okay. um, I, I think it's too expensive. I do think it looks cool. I, I wouldn't expect that kind of look in Star Citizen. But are you guys saying that like that kind of vehicle doesn't have a place in Star Citizen and defending your no, land? No, I, I don't because think that's... That's what I'm hearing, and it seems like those are features that are awesome. Like, what's wrong with that? No, no, no. I, I'm not saying it doesn't belong. I'm uh, what I I'm am. thinking, um, <laughs> but I'm a jerk. But but <laughs> here we are in year what of development? Like Five, something six or whatever. Eight, uh, twelve. Yeah. Give me six, the fucking game. I'm sorry, you can beep that uh, audio they'll editor. Beep it. Oh yeah, they'll beep that for sure. Yeah. They'll beep that, but they'll keep all my good stuff at the beginning. But yes. they're gonna beep that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Where's King I mean, Shadow when we I need mean, him to yell at Jeff for saying, give me the f***ing game? They're trying to make it really good right now, guy. And then he starts no, his no, goatee. No, no. No, Perfection this, this takes is, time, you know. This is the content that you get out at year two of, of your release game. I mean, right. seriously. Yeah. yeah. This is, this I, I is mean, flesh out stuff, yeah. You get you get complaints from people that have your land claims going. Oh, it's too easy for people to take over my stuff. And then they go, you know, we got a solution for that. It's only uh, $120 for the basic one. War uh, War Bond. It's uh, it's a three hundred sixty five dollars for the pack. And then do you, you get to pack. buy individual parts for it, like you do that other thing? Because that would really suck. I don't see that here. I, I, I don't know. But you can buy. Um, a- well, it's supposed to load Type Five to Type Sevens, and uh, I'm sure that they're going to have a pack to allow you to load either Type Five, Sixes, or Sevens at whatever extra cost that they can come up with. So it may be a hundred dollar upgrade to, to go from a type five to a type seven. But I, I mean seriously, I you know, this is getting a little bit ridiculous with all this stuff, you know, as we're trying to get to a point where we can have a a, a real release persistent universe, let us work out the crap and, and this is stuff that you, you know, kind of release or develop for in year two of your of your game to keep people interested in going, Oh, that's cool. 
Don't put all the cool stuff in now. If that was the stuff that happens at year two, why wouldn't they do it now when we're already six years in? You gotta figure Star Citizen is making money already. It's not in development and they're trying to get it done. It's making money already. So what you're saying is, yeah, and that's what they're doing is they're still adding that content to people that are already playing it. I know you want more and you're right about that, but I think, of course, they're going to keep adding this. It's no different than adding ships, you know? I appreciate, Henry, your willingness and ability uh, to take over on the Kin Shadow end of things while he's out. Very, very well done. Very, I told you, very and I'm well even going to, I mean, my goatee isn't as nice. Well, but but, but, I, but I have to say that, that your 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 quality and your delivery was just was just fantastic. Next time when Kinshad is back, you can you know revert to making fun of him more if you want. I mean, if you no, want, you, you do whatever I, you, you do. Whatever I agree. You the money sucks. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The money's ridiculous. I'm not defending like all aspects of Star Citizen. Yeah. But I think I think sometimes it feels like people are attacking Star Citizen just to say things about it or something like. Like, no, like complaining about the mechanics that I think are good things. Like, I couldn't see what your problem was with the mechanics. But I have a problem with the money, so I agree with you that. You know, well, on that. I, so. I, I, I think it's a great thing. I think, the, I think what makes this game so unique to other games is the fact that it's going to be a persistent universe of, of both seamless ground interaction and space interaction. I mean, it's like living in a real, un, a real space universe. And we're spacefaring. We're a spacefaring race, and and you know we're gonna leave the gravity and and onwards and upwards across the star. I, I have I have issues with some of it, like like the slow pace that you travel across a simple freaking star system. I mean, uh, compared to Elite, uh, where you can get from point A to point B pretty zoomy, and even then, in some cases, it takes a while. And but, it's part of it's automated now. Yeah, and but. But still, I mean, the slow pace in which you get from here to there is is crazy. I think 3.6 uh, broke some things because my ship's constantly overheating now. It's like, come on, really? I mean, I haven't even got to my first uh, L con or L point, and and you're telling me my my engines are overheating uh, <laughs> on a spool drive. It's like that's ridiculous. Is balancing issues, Jeff. Yeah, Bal- balancing yeah. issues. Yeah. But so th- this is where they should be concentrating their focus on, not building freaking ballistas uh, for the for the people that go, "Ooh, eye candy. That's kind of cool." Switching. I think they need all that. Switching from my sarcastic, "haha, this is silly" mode to a little more game analysis mode here for me. I do believe that uh, this is indicative of the sorts of things that, if you have land claims. This is going to be one of those necessary luxuries uh, because if you don't have one of these or something like it, it appears to me like that would this without this your your little plot's going to be relatively defenseless or something well, like well, it. Well, here's the thing, and the guy and the dev in the in the video said this. He said, "I see people uh, parking these things around uh, uh, Lork, uh, Lore or." Arcville or or Arc Corp or whatever, and preventing people from landing there. Oh, is that emergent gameplay? No, but that's what they're going to do. He, he he says, I bet you that's what a bunch of them will do is they'll park these things around, you know, general common areas of landing and and just pick off people as they're trying to land. I and, and I'm thinking, wait, wait, you're building this system and you can't you can't even put in a, a simple. Uh, where to deploy it at? Where it activated and not activated? You know, yeah. isn't are they inside the security shield? 
I mean, uh, I are think you that'll building... get worked out. I don't think they'll be that effective. I mean, they're fighting... Everybody else it's, is in a spaceship that can fly in all directions. It's not, like, limited to a trajectory like a traditional aircraft, which is what is. those kind of things... Well, have you flown in the latest Star I know. Recently? I know there's ground effect when you get very low, but when you're attacking that, uh, that one of those things, you're going to have a lot more control and be able to dodge. Do you know how far things. Type 7 will go? I'm just not... I this just don't think they're going to be this as This says 2,000 meters. This says the, the maximum range of this thing is 2,000 meters. Do you, do you think yeah. I'm crazy? I just don't feel like they'd be effective. I feel like it's like taking a knife to a gunfight. Oh, yeah. Fight. They were very excited about the uh, highly effectiveness of this. <laughs> and they showed it shooting. Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, they were. Uh, but there's more. There's more about this. Uh, there's more. Not just about the ballista, but, but more in the inside the verse. Well, before we go on from the ballista, can I ask uh, you guys one more question? You mentioned that it's got tires and that's silly. At what point do you think we would have just abandoned tire technology when starships are cheap enough? Oh, no, that, like, no. Everyone's the fact that one. it's on the ground is our problem. The fact that I mean, it's on the ground. That's yeah, our it, problem. It really shouldn't have wheels. I feel like they would no, spend more. No, we shouldn't more... have wheeled. Ve- we shouldn't yeah. have ground vehicles. Like Jeff was saying, this is stage two. This is the filler. This is the part where everyone's in the game and going, golly, I wish I could defend my ground from claim jumpers, gee willikers. Oh, and this is. This is a vehicle we're introducing into the game because land management has progressed to the point where we need wheeled and tracked vehicles to defend our land claims. So basically now they're telling us we will need it, offering it to us before we've even played with the game mechanics that will require it. Yes, and you should also buy more land claims from them so that they can sell more of these tanks. What else did they talk about inside the Star Citizen, Jeff? Well, and, and here, here's more frivolousness for you. Oh, so what? I can't handle it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So... They went on the next the next little part. They went on and talked about all the little items they were adding to add ambiance to the 890 jump. Right? Oh, knickknacks, knickknacks, yeah, and like flair. cutlery and cutlery and art and all kinds of it. I mean, asset after asset, napkins and sandals and 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 cookware. You know, gourmet cookware and, and it's immersion, Jeff. It's immersion. It's immersion. Yeah, it's immersion. How much are they charging for that pack? I the solar I pack. No, I I don't know. I P- don't pricing even know. Pricing information that. not yet available. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Just just checking. Uh, just wondered. It's probably something you'd pick up in one of the stores. I don't even think they'll offer it on the on the on the. Uh, oh, I'm sure sale. they will. I'm sure they will. They'll, it'll be on the website where you can click the drop down menu and add it for two dollars and three dollars and eight dollars and yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. And then they went on, uh, and then they went on to that. What's not coming? Uh, a future things they're working on for the future. They're working on melee combat for the future with the actors and stuff. Okay. And all, they spent a great deal of time showing how we're going to throw a punch. The motion capture looks cool, and I like that it's targeted. You know, like they're you're, they're showing that it's going to actually hit something when they when they punch. I, I didn't have the audio to it because I've been watching while we're talking and stuff, but it looks cool. Okay. So well, we have punches, knives and forks, and ground-to-air missile launchers. Right. This week this week in our, our Star Citizen. Okay. What what would you have preferred to have instead? Uh, Is there a one feature? Game, one an, feature. An, up, an update to the player playing mechanics? That would an be An update neat. to the playing mechanics? Yeah. An update to, like, this is what we're doing with salvaging. Here's what we found in the bugs in three six. And here's what we're working on to get get these, you know, ships, uh, you know, uh, flyable and and uh, you know uh, we're, more we're, updates on on carriers uh, maybe. Uh, we're ready to jump to another system now. Yep, be neat. But yep, that'd be neat. But we we do get tanks, 
and silverware. With wheels. With tanks with wheels and silverware. With anyway, so uh, <laughs> we're back to so back to the real world of concreteness here. Uh, there was a little bitty update from the uh, uh, lawsuit. Uh, man, am I tired of being right. Now, I have to say this with a little bit of a caveat because I don't think I said it on the recorded show proper. I think if you were a Patreon listener or you were listening to the live show, you probably heard me say that the most likely outcome was that the judge was going to split the baby. I said she'll probably give a bond, let uh, or let uh, CIG demand a bond for the attorney's fees that have already been spent, uh, but that will that'll that'll put a price tag on vengeance for uh, Crytek if they want to keep going. Uh, so they because they didn't. I know I said this in the recorded show. Crytek did not address all the bad press that they got about being out of money. So, and that weighs fairly heavily in the California statute that authorizes this bond. You know, the the fact that a a plaintiff might be uh, uh, not have sufficient resources to pay for the costs and expenses of the case if they lose that prevailing party uh, contractual provision. So that did weigh heavily, I believe, in the judge's decision, and she put a bond uh, on the case at $500,000, which is less than a quarter of what CIG was asking for, and tracks relatively closely to the amount of fees that uh, Crytek said, or CIG said they'd already spent back in, I think, April when this started. That was about $300,000 at that point. So you add another month of litigation on there, I don't know, is that probably another, that's, that's five figures easy. Um, and that I think that tracks pretty closely with what uh, was appropriate. So the Crytek's got 30 days to pay up. Uh, if they don't pay up within 30 days, I believe what happened is the case is dismissed without prejudice, which means that Crytek can refile it with a bond. I, I think that's how that goes. I don't think it's dismissed without prejudice. But I could be wrong about that. I'd have to go back and check the California statute, which I'm not going to do because no one's paying me to do this. I'm just reading the filings. So, um, uh, but I think uh, in any event, if they don't pay up, the case is done at that point. Uh, done to what degree, we'll find out when the judge's order comes, uh, if it comes to that. But if Crytek wants to pay up, then game on. And CIG is then going to turn over records and make witnesses available for depositions and stuff like that. So we'll know in 30 days. So I've been playing a lot of uh, a lot more three six than I have in previous iterations in the last uh, couple months. Um, I, I had funny incident. You know they brought in um, law and order. They brought in the the law and order system, basically. Oh yeah, the crime three, stat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 uh, quantum driving to my next uh, waypoint, and suddenly I get interdicted by three. Uh, Cutlass's uh, law and order saying stop and scan. So I stopped, shut off my engines, and then they told me that uh, I didn't comply, and I'm not complying, and I'm not complying, and oh, now I got a crime stat. And now, you know, it's like, wait, come on, guys. <laughs> you know? I've seen a couple uh, things about that, yeah. You know, it's like uh, I am complying, and, and quit giving me, you know, um, yeah, it's like it doesn't take into account your throttle setting. It takes into account your objective speed, I think, is what it's going on. So if you're gliding to a stop, that counts as not pulling over. So yeah. it's, yeah, that, 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 they got some work to do on, on that, too. And that just sounds like tuning. Um, yeah. It just seems I, like they need to tune it, but it's not a bad thing right they now. They just need to change. They just need to change what the, what the NPC interdictor looks at from your objective speed to your throttle setting. So if your throttle setting goes to zero, it should count as 
pulling over. It's like if you get pulled over in real life, and you know if the cop lights you up in, on a highway where there's a lot of traffic, and you pull into the right lane and slow down, they're going to let you drive a little ways to the Sonic drive-in, right? Yeah. I mean, or to the to the gas station, right? So you pull over out of traffic where it's you know safe to do so. They're not going to they're not going to hassle you for driving a little ways to find a safe spot. If you accelerate and 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 make a lot of turns then you're going to jail uh but uh, but if you know and i think they just need to import that logic into their uh, interdiction system well you know to make to make things better i just killed the three of them so sure i mean you know in a game that is especially in an alpha that is definitely yeah, a solution you know since i since i already had a crime stat i might as well hell? You know, what the hell? The police are going to get me anyway. for speeding. I might as well cap three people and run. Yeah, speeding. I mean, speeding. Who wants that hassle, right? I yeah, mean, I, you know, it's just that my cutlass was better than their cutlasses, so I, you know, yeah. In these games, it's just a matter of degree, right? You know, this is speeding and murder is on the same scale. It's just how, where do you want to be on that scale? That's all I mean, that, that very much is true in Elite. You you uh, <laughs> yeah, you mess yeah, up trying to park, and they're like, "Are you parking wrong? Oh, that's <laughs> it." That's it. <laughs> Off with his head. Death penalty. Yep. Out the airlock. All right. Well, now that we're all caught up on space sim news, let's get caught up on space news with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening. From Galactic Public Radio on NC Thyme Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Galactic powers scramble to meet a redeployed Thargoid threat. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace in the Pleiades sector. Thanks, Spencer. Following the withdrawal of Thargoid forces from the bubble, Aegis Research has confirmed that the alien invaders have concentrated their efforts in the Witchhead Nebula. Their primary goal seems to be stopping the colonization and basing efforts of the three superpowers. Professor Alba Tezro of Aegis Research told GPR, quote, A number of megaships and Ocellus starports arrived in the area on schedule, only to be met with hostile Thargoid vessels soon afterwards, end quote. Those deployments were intended to secure the newly discovered meta-alloy sources known as barnacles. With the hostile action occurring so close to the barnacles, scientists and tacticians are taking the Thargoid reaction as proof that the aliens view any competition for the materials as reason to employ deadly force. But re-establishing a secure supply of meta-alloys is only one of the urgent tasks facing military planners. They must also re-establish laboratory and manufacturing facilities for Professor Ishmael Palin. Palin Research Center, located in the Maya system, was abandoned after it came under attack by Thargoid forces. After a violently contested escape aboard the megaship Carson Spring, the professor managed to make it to the Ark system. At the time of this broadcast, engineering operations were just getting restarted at Able Laboratory on the fifth moon of Ark 4. So far, there has been no sign of Thargoid pursuit. Have both sides finished drawing the new battle lines, or is the fight still all over the map? From the Pleiades Sector for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Jan Sandoval, the Red Family Cartel co-founder turned state's witness, was found dead in her safe house. Executive agent Viola Trask announced the death and told the media, quote, 
An autopsy revealed traces of a highly sophisticated neurotoxin that our security measures were unable to detect. We are yet to determine how the neurotoxin was administered or how the individual responsible accessed the safe house. End quote. A prior assassination attempt using firearms was foiled by FIA personnel. The contrasting methods of attack has led some investigators to speculate that this poisoning was carried out by a different crime family. One official, speaking to GPR anonymously, stated, quote, After all the raids on the Reds, they don't have the resources to try anything. This was probably a favor called in by Oberon Church from another crime family. The other cartels have every reason to send the same signal Church just sent. Snitches get stitches or an early grave. End quote. Finally, in local news, an outbreak of piracy has hit the Bdeo system. Scattered and random attacks are harassing shipping routes and disrupting commerce. Guard Frequency Response Associate Director Richard Clemens told GPR, quote, This is very similar to the attacks that occurred after we took over operations in the NC system. Certain lawless elements feel the need to test the resolve of the new sheriff in town. They will find out, either the hard way or the easy way, that we won't tolerate violence in our jurisdiction. End quote. Until the next turn of the world, for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. So the question before you, mighty pilots of the Pilots Federation and Guard Frequency Response, shall we Skynet today? Well, the two of them are kind of talking about plugging in this super dangerous AI into the giant cannons on the wall. Um... I'm going to look at Adira um, and say, if you can get me to the ship, I can fly it. I was planning on getting Valus out of here anyway, so. My vote's to roll grenades under the AI and run for the ship. Sounds like I'm outvoted. <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> well, you, okay. I, mean, we I do split. not think we should leave the AI here. So either we plug it in or we blow it up. Yeah, I wouldn't want to leave it here. I say blow it up. Or we, or or better yet, we load it in the back of one of the SRVs and we take it with us. I mean, my vote is just my vote. We've got to defer to Valis. She's our CEO. I don't really care what this other guy says, but if Valis says we leave it, we blow it up. I'm just giving her my input. It's illegal. It should be gone. That's as is far she as I go with it. Yeah, she's right there. No, she's right here. She's here and she's hearing this entire conversation. And she's. I look at Valis. What's up, buddy? She looks down. She looks down at Mandan, and she goes, "How dangerous are these people?" And he goes. I don't know, but they've been following me ever since that thing got here. They've been tracking me ever since I got here. I thought this Smith guy passed all of our, passed all the checks, passed all the tests. I don't know how he got through everything. But this isn't the only one out there. There's more. So maybe we should take what, it, study it. What, yeah, what, it are, the what are the odds, what are the odds that this thing orchestrated this? 
Does it have any connection to a communications channel at the moment? No, no, it is, it is, it is. That's why it's in a building by itself. The only thing that it's connected to is a, is a power generator and the power generator is isolated itself. There's no antennas in that building. There's nothing. There's nothing in there. How did you get in? Uh, <laughs> magic. He goes, they're supposed to be locked. They're supposed to be a guard posted outside at all times. I don't, I, this is, look, there's more of them out there. That one was entrusted to me to keep safe and to just get it started and running again. It was, it, it, it refused to even talk to anybody until I put a camera up in the mess hall so it could watch us. But that's one way. It can't get out. It can only see. It just wanted to learn. It just wanted to have human interaction. If you're worried it about wants there being, to be with us. If you're worried about there being more of them out there, why are you worried about keeping this one safe? It sounds like we should be worried about any of them being out there. Because if we don't use it, someone else will. Not if there are grenades inside the housing. I have there to are agree more, with that. But there are more of them out there, and if we don't learn from this one, no one else. We're, we'll be losing out. Someone else will get ahead of the race. I was lucky to find this one and get it back here in one piece. Let alone get it functioning again. Please, we've got to keep it safe. We've got to keep it away from who's ever trying to take it. Because no matter how bad you think they are, someone will get a hold of one of these and someone will learn how to use it. I did, and I'm no great shakes. How heavy is this thing? It's not man portable. It's it's not it's not quite as big as a standard cargo pod that holds a ton of cargo, but it's it is not man portable. That means it would fit in one of the SRVs if we all hoisted it in there, maybe. It just might. So uh, if Valus wants to keep it, we could shove it in an SRV. Ken Shadow is strong. He can put it in there. <laughs> do you have I am, a... I am also strong. Do uh, I, I look at the colonel. Do we have any remote detonation devices? So if if it looks like this is going to fall in the wrong hands, we can blow it up. He goes, uh, there's an entire armory in that, that building over there. I need a manifest. Uh, the manifest, that would be, that'd be Sergeant Bell, and she has her hands full at the moment. The clock is ticking. Yeah, by there the were way, four minutes. The those, yeah, there. Yeah, you got a. You had about four minutes, and there. You don't know what kind of ships they are. You don't know what they're carrying, but you do know that there is two kilometers between you and your spaceship, and you'll have to get onto the spaceship before you can actually do anything with it. It. The clock is ticking, and you basically will need to decide very soon whether you're going to run or you're going to fight. I just realized in Elite Dangerous, you can recall your starship from your SRV. Can't we call the ship uh, here? But, uh, you sure can, but remember, you're inside a very tall wall with a bunch of buildings, and you know what it's like when a, build, a ship tries to land when there's not flat terrain. You, there, there's no guarantee it's going to land any closer than where it is right now. It was a Corvette. Is no one on board? It's no. a big ship, right? It was just us. It was just you guys. I've always, remember, I've always, remember, this was like a big super secret thing, right? Like, you know, hush, hush. I vote we hook it up. Let's hook it up. Yeah, we if got two, two minutes. Up, why not? If you two hook it up. Adira and I can go get the ship. I was going to suggest that to you. Oh, split the party. <laughs> and I just start, when I say that, I just start walking towards the buggies. Let's do it. Okay. Henry. Come on. Is man. that what okay. Alice wants? Dice. Like, I, I vote we blow it up. What does so Alice want? It's, it, it, the, she's, 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 she, she appears swayed by the Colonel's arguments and the, the fact that, uh, roll it. Henry, roll an insight check. Five. Yeah, she seems swayed. As soon as uh, Roland says, let's do it, um, then I'll start running towards the buggies and say, okay. and turn around and say to, I'm assuming uh, Romulan and Roland are staying, I'm um, going to say, yeah. you two protect the robot, we're going to get the ship. All right. So are you both taking one SRV apiece? Or, are you, or, or is somebody riding shotgun in the, in the, the back pod? 
I'll uh, ask well, it here. Wasn't I taking? Wasn't I taking Valis? Valis doesn't appear to be interested in moving. Okay. She's she's she's, she's, she's like no. If, if uh if I'll let you go get the ship, but you're taking a huge risk. Those you'll be very visible from the air. You'll be a fast moving target on the ground, an open ground, and we don't know uh, what they're carrying and what their their target is. And well, we know what their target is the AI. And this that ship is the only thing anywhere near here. So you're you're that's our escape route. They'll try to cut that off. You're taking a huge risk. I'll let you if you want to, but that's a huge risk. Okay, I'm not gonna leave her. It could turn the tide. It could turn the tide. Having a fully armed Corvette could turn the tide, but it's a huge risk personally. And we, also, we I'm not know. the best at vehicle piloting. <laughs> that's why maybe the two of you go, and then we have double the chances of making it. And then I'm we're still, still going with two SRVs. Okay, Rexford. Rexford drives off. Yep. Okay. Rexford drives off. I hop in with him. Then I don't. I don't you want like any of one, this. Right? You want to be in a separate huh? vehicle, right? Yeah. All right. So you so no. split the party. I, I kind of curse under my breath and tell tell Valis to stay safe and run after Akrosi and yep. hop in my own. I'm not gonna drive off. I'll. Uh, I'm gonna ask Adira. Uh, one buggy will be less noticeable than two. It's also going to be easier to target. Fair point. The whole point about double the chances is, is you know, not bad. I mean, so, all right, so yep. we've split the party. We've got two buggies racing off towards the uh, the Corvette. And at the time, you thought it might take about four minutes to get there if you just drive flat out. And a minute or so has already gone by. Yep. So the, the bad guys will be in range. Uh, will be in range of, 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 you know, ground assault range before you make it to the Corvette. So, you know, by rough by rough guessing, I want you to actually do another tactics. Uh, uh, both Adira and uh, Rexford, give me tactics roll. Eight, nine, eight and a nine. You're pretty sure that they're gonna that the whoever's attacking will have uh, more than one opportunity to shoot at you. I mean, I'm going so, flat out. Okay. Not only that, right, there so are four targets coming. They could split the party also. See, the die has been cast, yep. as it were. <clears throat> I'm hoping right. that they're going to split, and I'm hoping that they're going to be able to get that AI hooked up to help. Fingers must be crossed at this Even point. Even my bloody okay. one from inside the guy. How exciting! How, how very finger. exciting! This is why this is why I didn't want to draw any maps or anything before before we did this because there was a lot of ways this could have played out. All right, very good. All right, I'm excellent. Still die. <laughs> <laughs> you might, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm practically giddy at this point. All right, all right. So, Adira and Rexford. Uh, Barrel out, pell-mell, head for the Corvette. Uh, so Henry and uh, 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 Romulel and uh, Roland Morgan are there with Vallis with, uh, with the Colonel. Uh, Sergeant Bell reappears and says, Colonel, I've got a, uh, uh, manual communications with the, with the uh, uh, crews on the weapons around there. They all have a very fuzzy sensor picture. Uh, but there's no way for them to coordinate the strikes and uh, uh, and, and firing individually greatly reduces the chance of actually scoring a hit. Well, we're, I need orders, sir. And he looks around and says, "Help them. We're going to we're going to hook up. We're going to hook up the package." And she says, "The package, sir." And he says, "It's in the building. The one no one is supposed to go in. Help them." And she looks around and go, "Just yes, sir." Bell, so she's Bell, I need so you to, got you got a little you got a little crew of army guys ready to help you. Bell, I need to requisition some remote detonation explosives. We don't know what's going to happen when we hook up the package, um, but we'd like to be prepared in case it goes uh, uh, a wall on us. And she says, uh, "Those are all packed up in storage. It'll probably take ten or fifteen minutes to dig them out." There's an armory right there. 
We can't just yes, take it'll probably a box take, of it'll grenades. Probably take Sunny boy, how long? Do, yeah, we could do a box of grenades. That's is that the kind of remote detonation device you're looking for? And she if pulls it out. If the AI is going to destroy the Plop. world, then we can leave her yeah. there because she's an there NPC to just pull all the pins and let them all blow up at once. She's an NPC. There's no. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. So she hands you a remote detonation device and goes, There you are. There you are, Sonny. There's a remote detonation device for you. I, I look Have at nice I look day. at Henry. How are we gonna hook these things up? Actually I got an idea. I've already got a uh uh my handcom tied into the computer in the sensor building. If I tie another handcom into the main computer, maybe the AI can use them to talk and control everything remotely so we don't have to move it. Can you can you potentially restrict its communications access to just that? Because we don't want it, like, you know, getting on the space internet or anything. I don't know, but it'd be better than having a wire dragged across the courtyard between them, and or better than trying to move the thing. So if we do it this way, they won't have a way to take out the connection. I, I got no problem with it. I'm just saying, can you can you restrict its access with a firewall or something? Uh, I, I, I can roll for that. I can totally attempt it. <laughs> That's roll yeah. for that. I can totally attempt it. What I'm thinking is, if we can get the AI ready to move, it can still be controlling everything remotely, and we can still move it around if we need to, but we'd still have the defense batteries. Okay. So I'd like to try to wire I that up. What plan. do I need Let's to... do this plan. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, this, pretty good the, there. It's this, uh, Henry, uh, uh, Ron comes up with a plan, and everyone's looking like, that whole, well, what the <laughs> hell? We're all going to die here anyway if we don't try it, <laughs> exactly. so let's go. So, uh, Henry, why don't you give me uh, a computer roll? Thirteen. Thirteen. So you think about it for a second and kind of go, yeah, that's how we're going to do it. So he, you t you take the handcom from uh, John Smith and you hand it to uh, Kinshadow. Oh, you, you make some adjustments to its input buffers and things. Hand it to Kinshadow and say, whatever you did the last time to make it talk, do it again. And you send him off. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you start you working on the other end to get the computer, the 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 wires you have up to your handcom. You you start working on your handcom so that you can get some better communications through it. Uh, all right, so then I need uh, Brian. You run into the uh, other building. Yep. The door is still slightly ajar from your previous exercise with the crowbar. Uh, you enter with no problem. Still dark, but you light it up with your handcom and walk over, and you do what? Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just be friendly! Some say he used his teeth to masticate a hole in his boat to store data, and that he stores it by the Yatabite. But all we know is he's called this Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. <laughs> okay. That was awesome. That was relatively straightforward. I, I did, I did have fantastic. to. I did have to do minor edits as I read it because we're missing a couple of indefinite articles, a's and thes. But other than that, it was it was it was pretty solid. I didn't notice it. I thought it was gold. Well, yeah, it's just great. he's missing an a here and a the here, <laughs> so I just I just put those in. But you know, pretty pretty solid this week. So recapping last week's community questions: Are you taking August thirteenth and fourteenth off from work to play Rebel Galaxy Outlaw? And is Alpha 3.6 more stable for you? The Shiv writes in, 3.6 didn't have any major issues for me. I did some trade runs and made some space bucks. I even logged out in a bed and logged in into the same location. Landing is a challenge. It used to be very jerky, but the new flight system is made really easy by limiting speed. The hover mode is somewhere in the middle. It needs work. I need to watch the tutorial on it. But it's a lot closer to interesting thing to get good at than it was in other iterations. There's also auto land for when you're landing at stations or pads, so an easy mode to start with. I see a lot of complaints about it. I don't know. 
I'm sure it'll get it better when it gets when it moves on. When it, when, when I, yeah, I know it. that was your opinion talking about it before. I see what Shiv's saying. He seems to like it. I don't have an opinion because I'm not playing the alpha. So I'm just reiterating opinions I have seen. You know, you really should get in and play no. it now. I am not testing this game. You know what, Tony? If you get in and play it, Jeff should play No Man's Sky, and then the two of you guys should actually—you <laughs> no, should no, get no, on and no. talk about that experience. That. Honestly, I'm say the things you like deal. about no, the demo, no what you hate no Hold on, hold on, no. Henry. Henry, I'll you make that deal. I'll make that deal only because I know Jeff will never do it. <laughs> I, I think it's a good idea. To I, reach I'll, out and play some I'll different stuff. I'll make the stuff. deal, but because I know Jeff will never take take me up on it. Again, from Chicago, writes in and says, "Community question one: I've taken off." For Black Panther, Aquaman, and Luke Cage, and Daredevil, but never for a video game. Question number two: I've actually logged in in a year. Uh, oh, that's that's in reference to uh, Alpha 3.6 being more stable. As for Top Gun Maverick, I think hashtag Henry was right. We easily have the tech to make a video game version of it. There are plenty of jet fighter sims on sale now. It's just a matter of paying a license for the brand. Hashtag Tony was right or wrong? Question mark. Okay. Thumbs up emoji. Tony was two weeks early, question mark. That's silly. Thumbs down emoji. Saving the best for last, there are several reasons reported for how someone could be a Navy captain for 30 plus years, including the needs of the service. The Navy itself agreed with Jeff. Thank you. No, no, hang on. I saw that article too, Ken from Chicago. I saw that too. And that was more like the Navy saying, well, we're not going to say it's impossible. But they, I think they gave three reasons. Number one was, was he a Mustang? And I think we talked about that, too. If he'd started out as enlisted and done some of his career as uh, uh, in, the, in the rates, in the ratings, rather than, as, rather than as an officer, he could have 30 plus years in service, but not 30 years as an officer, at which point you're legally required to retire. Second one was he spent some time in the reserves, which seems more likely Likely. That yeah. seems more likely. So that he, if he spent some time in reserves, it wouldn't count as 30 years active duty towards the, the mandatory retirement cutoff. And the third one was what we talked about, what Jeff had mentioned, is if he had some sort of special designation or uh, special talent that the uh, someone high up in the Navy said, we can't lose this ability or this capability. Which, I'll bet that's probably what it is. He buzzes the tower like no one else. Right. Sure. Yes, he's the tower buzzer, and they they, mm-hmm. they can't have a they only have a few of those, right? So I read it more as the Navy was saying, "Well, it's not impossible." <laughs> Just, it's not. I mean, having served, I can tell you that the military will make excuses for any special case. Uh, having seen television and movies before, I can tell you that script writers will do the same thing. <laughs> uh, point henry <laughs> henry henry hits that point <laughs> do i get to drop my microphone again uh, yes you did that's <laughs> exactly yet, what you get to do uh steven hunter uk writes in and says alpha 36 looks a lot smoother in overall performance but i still had a crash halfway on my flight to arc Corp. i see that all the female characters have short hair is something longer planned for the future I'm I'm hoping that a lot of hairstyles are planned for both men and women in the future. I think it's on the roadmap for next choice, month. Uh, because really? my choices yeah. are bleak, and I hate every single one of them. Yeah, I think it's on. The, I think it's the roadmap for next month. Before things like the salvaging mechanic and fixing the mining mechanic, 
And hey, man, we know it sucks getting pulled over when the... you're already slowing down, <laughs> but, dude, you're going to look good when the cops it's get like, there. You have a better chance of getting out of a ticket if you have long, flowing locks <laughs> or a nice ponytail like, like Henry and Kinshadow have. Have a nice ponytail. And like... if you give us 40 bucks, you can have those long, flowing locks. Welcome to Star Citizen. <laughs> Bring your wallet. <laughs> Amontillado writes in, I'm glad they added hover mode. Another point against Tony there. Uh, uh, nobody, nobody agrees with you, man. Nobody here agrees with me. I've read lots of things otherwise, but go ahead. I like it for the reason that we don't get magically hovering ships angled stupidly, pointing their noses wherever they want. In space, that's fine, but not above a planetary surface. Now, why why are we stuck on the on on the current Earth flight mechanics when we have a whole different kind of flight system that um, changes those mechanics? To the point where I literally could point. Have you seen this guy flying with a foot pad? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was cool. Across the English Channel. Well, he tried. He didn't quite make it, but you know, he didn't make it. I saw. No. I saw a video. He just disappeared into the distance. He didn't I, make it. I don't it. think he made it. I think I already. No, he he, uh, he had an issue going to the first refueling station, so he kind of kind of crashed there. But what I'm getting at is that um, we're so, uh, you know, it's like we're not suspending our disbelief on this. When in fact that our our flight, the what gives us our flight, these thrusters and yeah, uh, um, uh, is totally different from the need for lift in, in our current flight mo- in our current flight model. My problem with that argument is you're talking about space flight, and they use tiny little air thrusters to move around in space. And I know we have great big ones on our ships that move us really fast because these are combat vessels, a lot of them. But there's going to be a difference in flight mechanics within a thick atmosphere and near a a gravitational body like near to the ground where you're not, you know, you're not not separated from that gravitational force. So your ship's going to act different. I could imagine ships that are made for spinning you really fast in space, making it handle like a pig in a thick atmosphere. I think that'd be awesome. I feel like coming into a hover mode with some ground effect makes sense. Ground effect's a real thing. It exists when you get close to the ground. I mean, it makes sense to me. Here, here's how this is going to be resolved, and here's how I hope the designers are approaching it, because it's the only way to make this work at all. And that's to approach it as, this is a hover minigame. Well, we've said many times in Elite Dangerous that it's a collection of minigames, right? There's the interdiction yeah. minigame, there's the docking minigame, there's the combat minigame, there's the hauling minigame. If they approach the hover mode as a mini game, it will probably work eventually. But you have to make it clear through a change in the UI, through big warning lights, through um, some sort of you know mechanic mechanical thing dropping down in front of your face uh, or whatever. They have to make it clear that now you're playing the hover mini game to the people who are playing the game. If it's if they're trying to be subtle about it, like, oh, you've diff- entered a different flight mode and part of part of the deal is learning how to recognize the transition between flight... No. No, 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 no. They've already said it's not a space sim anymore. It's a space game. We have tanks, okay? It's not a space sim anymore. What this is... what If they make it a mini-game and make it apparent to the player, change your expectations, change your inputs, change what you're doing... Right, the mini game is appropriate for taking out ground targets. Maybe it's appropriate in the landing sequence. Maybe it's appropriate when you're trying to locate a, uh, a hot spot on the ground because it's you know a waypoint or a, 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 a treasure or something. Make it obvious that you're playing a new game. Then it'll work. I'm going to build a um, a model. 
Okay. I'm going to get some Coca-Cola and some Mentos. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make a thruster. You're going to make a, yep. a, a, a Coca-Cola uh, Mentos thruster. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Actually, several of them. I'm going to put uh-huh. them on a, put them on a, on a mass, mm-hmm. and I'm going to poke. I'm going to put, you know, uh, a small holes in the back. Mm-hmm. And and open up the open up the front holes, and I want to point that freaking nose right up to the sky. That's right, that's right. And you have your own Mentos rocket. It'll be fantastic. General feedback. Sean Newboy writes in. Wonderful show, everyone. Always, always sell the illegal tech. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but I will keep that in mind. We didn't get to the point where we were talking about what to do with uh, the AI. Is that what he's talking about? Should we oh, take the AI to right. sell I think, it? Yeah, he's, uh, that's in the, in the RPG. That's yeah, probably what he's talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yep. Take it home and make friends with it. Put it in your dog. My dog has a, an intelligence. Oh, but not like this one. It doesn't. That's true. That's what the, you can't you can't see this at home, but I'm I'm waggling my eyebrows at Henry. Like <laughs> he's the GM. He knows what kind of dude this uh, AI is going to be. So. No, no, I I have ideas, but. Things are things are going to change in the next adventure. I'll, I'll just tell I you that. I want to keep him away from my dog. That's that's <laughs> fine. He's your dog. But but the things are things are gonna things are gonna be a little spicy. Things are gonna get spiced up next adventure. Then there's a lot of good stuff coming. Uh, if you're if you're a fan <laughs> of the RPG, yeah, there is. There's some. I have I have, I have evil I have evil plots and schemes. This is from Lennon, actually. Tony, I I did delete this and reposted it. I liked it. I figured he, I could read it if uh, I wanted to, and I do. Yeah. So uh, I told Shiv, Shiv to that, take it out, and then Jeff like said, "No, put it back." And so, and because Lennon wrote it in, I feel like Lennon's legacy host vote plus Jeff's current host vote either negates or possibly even slightly outweighs my executive producer vote in the feedback. Oh yeah, round. right, right. So I no, figure I just, better, I better you, just sit it, back and let this it, happen. It's good filler. Uh, all right, yeah. Make make good so, radio, Jeff. Take it away. So this is all written in uh, in English, 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 British yeah, English. English, English. Yeah. Listen There's for the so U's, many everyone. Used. Yeah. Listen for the extra U's, everyone, and also the reversed ERs. Yeah. Listen. To, yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. I entered into a dialogue with my neighbor, an honorable laborer who described a rumored splendor to the harbor. Whilst hearkening to the idyllic and picturesque scene, though some would call it meager theater of the mind, to imaginings unseen, to me it was the highest caliber. As my neighbor, the honorable laborer, devised, reprised, and advertised the many colors and flavors of the harbor, comprising of a slew of shops and stalls, every fiber of my being cataloged every sight and sound. And so I journeyed towards the splendid harbor and discovered a cozy gray donut shop set aback from meter of after meter of ochre decking, reaching out to the tall ships where pirates practiced their maneuvers and battled with their aluminium sabers, the blades of which caught the sunlight and so did their luster grow. After quaffing many beers from the local draft, I improvised a plan to annex a vessel and so sought to disguise myself as a somber specter. Alas, my plan sealed my demise as I was compromised and then chastised. Oh, if I only reconnoitered, I could have avoided jail. Luckily, the bailiff allowed me to secure my bond by check. With Q-U-E, which is, which is the whole reason Lennon wrote that entire ridiculous paragraph is because in the blooper reel... I, I took Jeff to task for preferring spelling check with the Q. 
That's the entire reason this thing exists. It's fantastic, but let's let's just remember our forefathers fought a revolutionary war so we didn't have to hear shit like that. <laughs> I, I, I I beg thee to differ, sir. But then I'm only first generation, so I you know yeah I, yeah yeah my 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 folks the ones I can trace are Irish and they weren't so keen on the king's English either. So uh, yeah, I can't can't say much. That was really well done, though. Good job, guys. <laughs> See, I, I knew I knew it should have been read because it was it, I I liked the I liked the the gist and, and meter of it. Yes. Patreon, thanks to Jeffrey Grant, aka Ostron, who supported us for over four years. Didn't I read this last week? No, that was a different person who had sponsored us for four years. We have more wow, than one person cool. who has sponsored us from from awesome. a long time ago. And this week's community question: Are you buying a ballista? And are we getting a Thargoid playground in 2020? And otherwise, how did you enjoy the show? Should we try to settle the Thargoid mining dispute like gentlemen? Or just pony up half a mil in attorney's fees and let the judge sort it out? Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show posts, which you can find on our website and look us up on Discord. And that brings us to the end of episode 269 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 270 on August 13th, 2019. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We want to thank the entire team at the Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Multiverse Problem Sanders, and of course, our audio architects, Mikey, Lennon, and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Or you can not or it's and you can do you can do this too. These are separate things. I'll start that over. Sorry, Henry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that, Henry. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I, but I deserve it. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> okay. Are both sides finished drawing the new? Have both sides. <laughs> have both sides. Have both sides with a D. With a D. After quaffing many beers from the local draught, I improvised a That's draught. That's draft. That's draught. That's draft. You go look that up. You go look at that pronunciation. That's draft. It's the stupidest way to pronounce to spell draft in the world, and Lennon did it. It's draft. Is that really draft? draft. I've never known that. Like a draft beer millions of times. It's a local draft. It uh, Oh my God, what's wrong with What's wrong with these people? That's what I'm that's what I want to how you spell that. Oh, if only I had some reconnoiter, I could have avoided go uh, avoided goal. Jail. I'm not. That's jail. Oh my god! I'm not kidding. That's, that's jail. G A O L. That's jail. I love this. This is great. <laughs> the definition, the pronunciation of draft that I put in there. No, no, oh. no, no. Um, uh, the pronunciation of meter. <laughs> Mitre.
French. Metra? Yeah. Metra. Un de metra. Oui. I don't know if that's even right. We'll be back with episode 270 on August. 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 Back in August, everybody. I added extra R's. Better than all those extra years. Like a pirate. And that brings us to the end of episode. Let's use that time. (laughs) Thank you for that.